Triple Zeros, I'm your host, Josh Buckhalter. Follow me on Twitter at Joshy Buck. Hit up the Facebook page, Clocker Sports. Hit up the website, clockersports.com. And the email address is clockersports at gmail.com. Man, a lot to get into today. It's a, It was a, a pretty busy week for not any uh, actual live sports. Well, I take that back because we had the Premier League champions. Shout out to uh, Liverpool. After 30-some-odd years, finally winning the championship. That's a different kind of football than we usually talk here, but have to give a shout-out to the champions. Uh, before we get into our typical football rundown, I'm going to run through the NBA and a lot of stuff to go through there as well. First up, um, something we have been talking about the past couple of episodes, and that is the uh, guys opting to sit out of the <clears throat> of the NBA's return plan for Orlando. You've seen... Already, uh, remember we had Kyrie Irving being the big uh, instigator, the disruptor, as he was labeled for calling out all of the inconsistencies and in how they're about going about this, and the, really just calling the question. It. And you had Lou Williams come out and question it. Um, you had uh, Davis Bertans decide to sit out because he's about to get paid, so he doesn't want to risk injury. You had uh, who else? You got Avery Bradley sitting out, uh, citing his... Oh, Trevor Ariza sitting out to go spend time with his child, excuse me. Um, Avery Bradley is now sitting out, citing the health of his child, who has a respiratory illness. Um, and uh, the players have till the July 1st to make a decision. They were supposed to have till the 24th to get uh, their soft deadline, but they July 1st is when they need to make their, their minds up uh, completely. You also have Willie Cauley-Stein sitting out. He's expecting a child in July. Um, the season's going to be running from July 7th through October 12th, so you can understand why he would uh, not want to go. you got Jared Dudley now raising injury concerns about soft tissue. Um, not enough talk, quote, not enough talk about soft tissue injuries with basically two weeks of full court, 5-1-5, to prepare for three-month potential season. Um, that's something that I think was brought up by a lot of people before. Not enough, he's wrong, because you had Donovan Mitchell talking about guys getting insurance, he and Jason Tatum uh, teaming up for that effort, so I'm not necessarily sure exactly what Dudley means by not enough. I mean, okay, I take that back. Not enough. I can agree with that because it's just, it's true. A lot of the talk has been about revenue and not enough about the toll that it's going to take on the, on the players coming back after such a long layoff without a regular off season to prepare summer to prepare and things of that nature. And then you have Pat Bev coming back at Jared Dudley saying again, basketball is a year on sport. We don't want to hear that shit. Now what's funny about the Pat Beverly thing is when he initially said that, uh, if King James wants to play, we're playing. It's nothing personal, you know, response to Kyrie and whatnot. People tried to come back and say that he was taking shots at LeBron, saying that LeBron was pulling the strings. I, I, I struggled to see that point of view then. And hearing these quotes now, I feel vindicated in that because I, there's no reason to believe that he was uh, trying to troll LeBron when Pat Bev is not a guy to, to necessarily troll. He'll, he'll tell you. You know what I mean? That's what that's what didn't fit. It's not that that couldn't see that being a troll. It's just the person doing it doesn't go about it that way. It didn't make sense. It wasn't his mo. wasn't 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 right. Uh, the right signature. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a situation that's constantly developing. You see the the constant back and forth. You had Evan Fournier calling guys out for opting to sit out if you're perfectly perfectly healthy. And uh, I would imagine he was talking about Bertans, but it was at the time when Bradley had just announced his. So 
it's it's just weird. And you got a lot of guys, um, again, still undecided. So we'll see what happens ultimately. I just, I told you, no matter what happens, there's going to be an asterisk on this champion. And I think no matter what happens, um, there's going to be some upset people and there's going to be some ramifications to pay for this coming forward. And I'm not just talking about how they handle the, the, the dynamics of next year because they're going to start the next season right back up. I'm just talking about when CBA comes up, um, when guys go to negotiate with their teams, all that kind of stuff. So um, that's just something to keep an eye on going forward because it's not going to be wrapping up anytime soon. I guarantee you that. In other news, though, Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks, his agent, Omar Wilkes, his agent and confidant, friend, associate, I, they have a really good relationship, uh, left Octagon, the agency that he was rep- that he was working with uh, as a representative, and joined Clutch Sports. Yes, that Clutch Sports of Rich Paul and LeBron James fame. Now, the story gets juicier because not only did he leave and go to Clutch Sports, but Trey Young also left Octagon and per Chris Haynes, Clutch is the front runner to land his services. Now, listen, <laughs> it's a lot of stuff you can say, but AD and Trey Young might be one of the most dynamic duos in in a couple of years. And I don't know, like AD is shown the ability to be the guy who can carry a team, but is also shown the willingness to not have to be that guy. And I think that's what's crazy with Trey because Trey kind of needs that kind of a, a personality with him, a dude who's going to help him fill in those gaps a lot more than he might realize himself, but will allow him to still go ahead and get off and not be um, not be in his way at all. So that, that'd be interesting. And now, now, now we're getting into the conspiracy theory stuff here. And uh, is this next year? Is this a couple of years? You know, um, does, does Trey stay in Atlanta? Who knows what happens ultimately? Who knows if AD stays in Los Angeles beyond this year, but ex- expectations are that he will. That's a hell of a draw to LA. Um, like I said, with what AD brings to the table. Now, would they have a, could they have a coach Bron? Could LeBron pull a Jason Kidd and go straight into coaching? Does LeBron go into the front office? Now, I mean, listen, if you get AD and Trey, and let's just say that they won a championship that way, right? And LeBron is in the front office, or he's playing and they win the championship there and they get this done. Man, that GOAT conversation gets real interesting. Because now we're talking about the guy who we've been talking about as the GM for these teams for a while now in LeBron and how he he's trading all these guys. Now. Well, that GM has managed to get at least two, right? Or like one and a half of those titles. You got to give... Pat Riley got to get the credit, so I don't know. Maybe he gets credit for one of them on his own. If he would manage to get another one and he's somehow still playing with AD and Trey or gets one and he's in the front office while AD and Trey play, are you serious? Ooh, I'm not saying he can overtake it, I, but, man, that'd be that's when I'd start sweating. Like, I'd have to sweat that. And then if they got another, if they got two, forget about it. I forget about it. I might have to concede all the way on that one. Um, but yeah, that I know. That somebody probably out there like, well, he's already the goat. Whatever. I don't. I'm not. This is not your show. I don't care about your opinion for this one. I'm telling you what I'm saying. What would convince me? That's a pretty interesting conversation. If they are able to swing a move to get Trey Young to Los Angeles with Anthony Davis, and you got a LeBron front office again, he could be playing still. But I'm saying at this point, it'd probably be a year or two down the road, and. Man, I, I'm just saying, I, I I I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to to immediately dismiss that as uh as as goatishness, <laughs> as it were. 
um, yeah, man, that, that's 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 something to ponder. Maybe something I have to I have to go a little bit more in depth on on clock and sports and 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 kind of explore the possibilities of of what that does for what that would do for his legacy. Who also LeBron um, is starting up a media company. Congratulations to him giving a a, a voice to the the often diminished minority voice in in media companies and and giving them back when people who've been marginalized let them speak their their piece and and tell their story in their way so props to lebron for doing that he's you know not a surprise taking over a lot of things um but man we're talking about basketball and and go conversation ad and trey and lebron has a hand in it in any way forget about it that's 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 one where I, again, I'm I'm be sweating with one, and for two, I'm probably gonna have to concede. Just saying. Um, other news, sadly, sad news this time. Vince Carter has retired from the NBA for 22 years. Now, he's a definite Hall of Famer because it's the Basketball Hall of Fame, not just the NBA Hall of Fame. But I have to ask, and I have to ponder: Is he a disappointment? And it's not because of my opinion, but it's because a lot of people will, will say, you know, he didn't have a ring. He ran from being the face of the league, blah, 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 whatever. Those are kind of, you know, um, he didn't run a ring. That's a fact. But the, the ran from the face of the league is kind of an opinion. I think, you know, you kind of have to have the makeup for it. It's not necessarily in everybody. But he definitely had the skill. Now, 22 years in the NBA, 20-plus uh, points per game in 10, uh, 10 seasons, double digits in 16 seasons. He had 16, 4, and 3 averages for his career. However, if you remove the final six years, oh, you can't do that. Yeah, well, he was 38 and up those last six years. So if you take those away, um, that, that means after Dallas, 25 and three for his career. He's an eight time all-star 1999 NBA rookie of the year, the 2000 slam dunk champion. Um, and then if you want to get a little more, you know, sticky with it, he was the uh, last active player to appear on the Nintendo 64 numerous game covers. Um, we know about what he did again, going back to the, the slam dunk contest, um, arm in the rim. And my favorite part of that wasn't even the arm in the rim. It was the, the celebration afterwards. But that's neither here nor there. And, and you want to go about talking about the longevity. Um, I told you, 22 years. He actively played with or against this these sets of father and son duos. Rick and Jalen Brunson. Dell Seth. This is a trio right here. Dell Seth, and Steph Curry. Um, Patrick Ewing and Jr. Harvey and Jeremy and Jaron Grant. That's a whole family of people. Tim Hardaway Jr. and Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, Tim Hardaway and Jr. Jaron Jackson and Jr. Gary Payton and the second. Glenn Robinson and the third. Arvidas and Demonis Sabonis. Gary Trent and Gary Trent Jr. This is per basketballlife.com. That's impressive. That's longevity for you. He's got, now you can say he didn't have the ring. You can say all that stuff, but that's a pretty lengthy list of accomplishments. And again, I know you don't want to take away those last six years because he can't stay playing. But I think in that, in that, if you frame those last six years better as a, a coach on the bench or, you know, a, a bridge guy, then you don't really focus on the, you don't worry about it being uh, not as productive because they weren't, they were definitely not as productive. <laughs> the the only six uh seasons that he didn't have double digits all came in the last six years. So it's not it's not a small thing to say if you remove those his his career numbers look a lot different. Um so yeah, I he's I don't think he's a disappointment. So I have to ask you after listening to all that, is he still a disappointment to a lot of you people out there who would say that Vince Carter is 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 not all that he cracked up to be. Again, 
we could list any number of players who were supposed to bees, right? Tracy McGrady and injuries caught up to him and Grant Hill injuries caught up to him. Penny Hardaway injuries caught up to him. It's a lot of guys like that, right? Some guys just aren't. I mean, Vince it was has been obviously relatively healthy. He's still playing for so long. But it's just not in everybody to be that guy. And I think you kind of have to give a, a nod to Vince for being so humble through it all to ride his career, career out. Again, he had peak seasons of scoring 27, 25 points per game, right? He was a, he was a threat. And now he's just an in-the-bench guy, happy to get in the game, still want to hoop and, and laugh it up with the dudes. That's killer. I, 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 there's no other way to slice it. Uh, before I switch kids, I got to tell you about the piece coming out for Pippin Ain't Easy. I'm doing a little bit of a deep dive into the Zach and Kobe experience. You know, a lot of us were clamoring for those two to start together uh, in the Bulls' backcourt. It's going to be interesting to see what they end up doing with it. Uh, you know, neither one is a point guard, period. But I do want to know exactly how they're going to plan on getting both of those guys touches, how they're going to keep everybody else involved, because that's something I think we're not really talking about enough about when we do ask for them to put them together. Um, are they even productive enough to do it? And that's something that, that really immediately stuck out to me, stuck out, stuck, stuck out, <laughs> stuck out to me when going through some research, research for it is that, uh, yeah, it's, it's not great. So, um, while we're all clamoring for, it, well, I want to pump the brakes at least a little bit on, um, expectations for the Zach and Kobe experience in full force when they are starting the, the bull starting backcourt coming 2021. So I think we're going to see it. I just don't know if we really want to see it. And, uh, yeah, that, that, looking out for that. PippinAin'tEasy.com. It should be out uh, sometime tomorrow. So, yeah, that's that one's, again, I'm excited about them still, even after doing it, but temper your expectations for for the the thoughts that of what it could be. And it's not even for the immediate reasons that you might think it is. It's for some other things that are really, I don't want to say disturbing, but they're less than, uh, they're less than, than, they don't instill a, bu- a bunch of enthusiasm right now because what the Bulls need and what these two are providing, and I'm already giving you a little bit too much. So don't 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 miss that one coming out tomorrow. PippinAin'tEasy.com. We're going to take a quick break right now, though, and when we come back, we'll switch gears, talk about the NBA, and uh, yeah, ESPN. Got to holler at you, bro. Be right back. Back now on Triple Zeros, and we are switching to the NFL. Now, usually I save the local stuff for last because, you know, whatever. My reasons is what I do. Uh, but I got a, I got a, a bone to pick with the four letters, the Disney company. You know, the mouse. Um, fam, why you picking on my squad, man? Okay? <laughs> I told you about what they were saying about the Bears. And, uh, yeah, they did a report. ESPN did a, an article talking about how the Bears have had such the worst – uh, quarterback play in the Super Bowl era. They've had the worst in the Super Bowl era, right? That's horrible, horrible report. Well, they weren't done kicking them since they 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 kicked them and had them down. They figured they'd come off the top turnbuckle and try to do a deep dive and explain to us all exactly what happened and why the Bears have been so inept at the quarterback position. And first thing I want to say about it is, ouch. That wasn't wasn't even called for. Okay, so now that we got that out of the way, they they went on and listed a bunch of it was a bunch of different scenarios, and he was it was six reasons, and basically it was everything you could think of, and I agree. 
but I don't think it's as simple as just saying, oh, it was a, it was a, an amalgamation of everything. I don't I don't personally too much believe in coincidences, right? I think everything kind of happens for a reason, whatever, say what you will. I really do believe that there are purposes and, and, and you can direct lines of causation. You can find out why and what's happening. So anyway, I, I feel like what happens with the Bears is they're often in two different spots at the quarterback position than they are with the team. And they can never get those two things to sync up in the right way. A lot of teams you'll see go clear it out. And then the first thing they put in there is the quarterback. And then they start building out around it. The bears will have a, a team and then start a teardown and in the middle of the teardown, try to throw in the rookie quarterback. And now you got to expedite your teardown. And it's just all sorts of jumbled up. And they've had coaches be, Oh, they have, they've had coaches overlap a new starting quarterback, which is typically never a good idea, right? The, the John Fox thing doesn't make any sense to me. I know if that's a management call, like, I mean, upper, upper ownership management type of call, then they need to let that go because that's, that's, that's irresponsible for whoever it is that you're trying to bring in. Now, not only is it responsible because, you know, that guy won't be around. So you might want to get a fresh start for everybody, but the new coach is going to have a style that he wants to coach. You're not trying to, I know you want to get a, a coach who's going to adapt to his players, but you also have to be able to get that kind of input from a guy who's going to actually have to work with a player. What if that coach has the evaluation that your front office just doesn't have, right? If you're going to end up switching coaches in a year, there's no sense in, in going through all the stuff that the bears went through and hiding the, the, the pick from John Fox and not saying anything. That's what is that? What is that? Um, when you go back to the old dress, I'm talking about going back to the Joe Montana passing. You know how much that hurt my heart? Like I was, I wasn't even born yet, but reading it hurt my heart. I felt bad for my ancestors, right? Like that was that's terrible, um, because they didn't want to cause a quarterback jumble. Like, come on, fam, that kind of stuff. They're they're just never. It's it's not a uh, just oh my gosh, they just happen to keep getting all these things wrong. No, they are bad at this they're bad at it and it's, it's habitual. They are constantly trying to catch up to a trend that they are not prepared for and it backfires and then they're stuck in limbo and then rinse and repeat. And that's why they are the way they are. It's not a surprise. And the ESPN article kind of touches on that by laying it all out for you, but they kind of leave that last part open for interpretation and that it could just be happenstance and the bears are just, you know, snake bitten right now. No, they're bad at it. They're, they're habitually bad at it because they don't know where they are and they don't know how to adjust themselves accordingly. It seems like they're just running two different franchises between the two spots. It's really, really strange. And even when they get right, the for fans mostly, getting it right has been getting an average quarterback. Getting a guy who's at, at, at not even like just slightly above replacement level because of the defensive level that's been in this city for so long. So, again, ouch. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ready to just write it off as, oh man, look at all these random things that just keep happening. They just, you know, just it's just the way it worked out. Nah, at, at some point it has to be. Look, if the kitchen keeps, you know, giving out poor meals, I can't keep blaming blaming the the stovetop. I can't keep blaming the pots and pans. I can't keep blaming the ingredients. At some point, I got to blame the guy who's making it, right? So, and I'm not even talking about GM Malone. I'm talking about ownership and stuff. This is this is a top down issue. So that's my little spiel on that. I might have to break that down too on uh, last word on pro football, but yeah, man, it's, this is 
those back-to-back articles from ESPN, that hurt. That was rough. I was like, dang, you know, that's how you feel? Okay. We're just in Chicago trying to mind our business and deal with our quarterback controversy. Not out here trying to hurt anybody. You know, you know, I didn't feel like that was called for, but it happened. <laughs> um, staying, in the, staying in the NFC North for this bit of news, uh, new, and I put air quotes because it's really not new, but new Lions owner Sheila Ford, and you'll notice that last name because it is Martha Ford's daughter, Martha Ford stepping down. Sheila Ford said that she would sign off on the team signing cap. There's an asterisk there only because she said if, co- if our coaches and general managers all thought it was a good idea to bring him in, I would completely support that. She said during a conference call. Now, mind you, that's kind of the, the old get out of jail free card because they can always say for football reasons um, that they don't want to bring him on. And that's actually part of the thing that's going on right now is supposedly there are a lot of teams interested. And we've been hearing Pete Carroll say that teams have reached out to him to see what his thoughts were and um, there's a lot of growing buzz supposedly coming out from reporters, but they're all citing the virus and the inability to run him through a physical as a reason for not. Now I can't dismiss that because clearly it's all happening, but it is very convenient right now that they are also extremely interested in going to, uh, getting to get, uh, run Colin through a camp, but can't, you know, ah, darn. You know, I kind of feel like if they wanted to set one up, they could have set one up. Now, in the few next few weeks, certainly, there should certainly be an opportunity to set one up. So we'll see how much of that was lip service. That's one thing that I'm keeping an eye on in that, um, you know, we can talk about it, but let's see how many of them, how many of them are ready to be about it. And it's the same thing with, uh, with, with, or I'm sorry, not same thing, but it's also reminds me of what I was talking about a couple of episodes ago with. Roger Goodell coming out and saying, hey, you know, we should try to get him on a team. And now all of a sudden there's some interest in, in there that that doesn't help your, you guys' case for collusion at all, because if he's now encouraging it and then all of a sudden it's there, you still haven't seen him. So what's the buzz now? You know what I mean? There's no buzz to be there if you haven't you haven't worked him out any time before that. So now you have buzz and now you're interested in hmm, this is intriguing after that's come on. That's that's cold blooded right there, and they still haven't apologized. Um, and that's neither here nor there because uh, I don't think it'll solve anything. But I think it would be a very nice, very very uh, unifying gesture if you want to get serious about it. Last bit of NFL topic to touch on is the Seattle Seahawks kicking the tires on Antonio Brown. Now, it was also rumored that the Ravens were interested, but it's been later on reported that they are unlikely to do so. And to that, I have to say curses because it was this close to being what my Madden team is and I wouldn't have felt like I was cheating throwing out Amy and his cousin Hollywood out there on the edge with Lamar listen I only use that team when I feel like thrashing some opponents because I had a long day it's not my typical run through the regular you know my, my progressive uh my progressing progression progressing season from scratch I usually like to build a team up but I have one that I do thump on opponents when I need to uh with Baltimore and that was signing a B cause he's a free agent. I do what I want. <laughs> um, yeah. So that, but the Seahawks kicking the tires on him. And what's m- makes it so interesting is that Russell Wilson is reportedly the one who's all for it. He's the one who's pushing for it the most. Now Seattle is not afraid to give guys second chances. Pete Carroll is definitely a guy who talks up a lot of guys who've been through a lot of things in the NFL. So, um, 
wouldn't be a surprise to see him end up there. Wouldn't be a bad idea either because while they do have DK Metcalf and um, Tyler Lockett on the outside, they're still kind of thin. They got a couple of rookies. Uh, they also signed, I believe, Philip Dorsett. They seem to have some injury issues every year, and they still none of those guys, no matter what they are, are of AB's level. Even at 32, he's still above head and shoulders above those guys, and DK is head and shoulders literally above him, and he's just it's a different type of thing. And I think the kind of freelancing that Russ does, and the abilities of AD of AD AB lend itself to what Russ does. Well, that Sandlot style, I think that's very those two together would be ridiculous and i think if seattle is serious and they can get uh ab cleared that should be something that they look into now he is apparently facing discipline from the nfl talking about uh possible half of the season still waiting on the res- resolution of his court cases so i mean he's nowhere near out of the woods so this is nowhere near a, a done deal but it's definitely something to keep an eye on monitor because man look you get a rust a guy like ab and we could be talking about mvp um and I, I, we could see that anyway, but you, you throw an AB in there, that's something to keep a, a serious, serious eye on. Um, another issue that that popped up was ten coaches not showing up for the uh, NFL's head coaching summit, talking about diversity and inclusion. And now there's a few that have uh, minority head coaches, and I don't want to say they're excused, but it would be more understandable. And I believe what is it four? You got um, Anthony Lynn with the Chargers. You have uh, Mike Tomlin with the Steelers. You have Brian Flores down in Miami. That's three. Uh, I'm, I don't. I don't. I can't even off the top of my head. I'm, I'm blanking right now. But I mean, clearly, there's not. There's only the three now. That's not 10 at all. I'm not getting a 10. That's my point. I'm not getting a 10. So for, for 10 teams to not even send representation to a virtual conference call, that, and I, I put this out on Twitter again, follow me on Twitter, at Josh G. Buck. Um, your, your cookie-cutter messages about, you know, unifying and trying to work towards a better future really fall on fall hollow when, you won't even lend yourself to a simple virtual conference call. You don't even have to do much. You could just sit there and virtually just, just you know, nah, there could be something else behind the TV. You won't even do that. This is, this is, that's, that's the problem. That's an issue that I think the NFL is going to have to work through. Now, again, um, I'm not going to say I'm surprised by it because it's the NFL, but I do think that if you're going to do the gesture of you know making the social media posts and that to get the, the people off your back, I don't think sitting through a, a zoom meeting is too much to ask, you know, for a bit of a compromise. So that was a, a not an issue, but a, a, an issue because it definitely seemed like something that um, should have gotten more notice, but, but didn't, it kind of just went by the wayside. Um, and we'll see. We'll see. We'll also see what happens with the NFL season because man, Fauci's talking about if they don't get a bubble, then they shouldn't have a season at all. I don't see how you're putting an NFL in a bubble. And actually, uh, Will Clark wrote about that exact thing for Clocker Sports. Check that out. Just came out. Uh, is is the NFL season bubbling over? You know, because I don't see how you're putting. I, I agree with him. He, as he said in the article, um, how are you putting 90 plus guys? You know, that's just two teams. 
you got to do you got to do it at least in what quadrants at minimum it's going to be in quadrants and then how do you work out the playoff system how do you work out the rosters and if you you know if you're expanding that's even more you can fit in about four basketball teams with the people for like a two person a two team event in football it's just not the same and i don't know how they're going to end up working it out but they're going to have to figure out something because the nfl is pushing and they've had the longest time to see how everything else is setting up. So for them, even if it's tough, I think they have to pull off something, right? You have to at this point. You've seen so many other leagues um, organize something and get it together. Even though you're the largest personnel-wise, I think you still have to pull off or at least attempt to pull off something. I don't know. But check that article out, man, Um, The NFL season bubbling over. That's going to do it for this episode of Triple Zeros. I've been your host, Josh. Buckhalter. Again, follow me on Twitter at Josh D. Buck. Hit up the Facebook page, Clocker Sports website, clockersports.com. Email address, clockersports at gmail.com. And as usual, check out the writing, man. Um, PippinAin'teEasy.com for the Bulls stuff, Last Word on Pro Football for the Bears stuff, and Clocker Sports for all the in between. Until the very next time, I think you already know what it is, man. That right there is something.